Welcome to the good, the bad, and the sequel with your hosts, Doug and Jamie. We are back and this is the movie podcast where we're talking sequels and we do it in two parts. The first, an interview with an actor or someone involved that made the film worth watching. And the second, a discussion of the sequel, what they got right, what they got wrong, and how it could have been better. Really hope you enjoyed last week's interview with Lisa London. It was so cool hearing her stories about being directed by Clint Eastwood and how she was a singer and some hit band that I didn't, even, I didn't even know about. I knew the song, but I didn't know that was her, so that was pretty cool. And this week's movie is following up our badass leading men. Obviously, Joe Marshall was the last badass, and this week we have one of the biggest badass ever. But before I get into the man, Harry Callahan, I have to introduce you to my partner in the sequel watching journey, Jamie Riccardi. Jamie, how you doing, man? Good, Doug. Awesome weather, awesome movie. Uh, I'm doing good. Oh, awesome movie. Nice. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know if I would put Marshall in the same category as Clint Eastwood. I would not. No, I just think it's pretty funny. We're going to have like a nice string. I don't want to tease who's going to the next movie we're going to do. But it's pretty cool having Harry Callahan and having the opportunity to do one of these movies after having seen, seen it in a long time. I mean, that movie, 27 years later, or 37 years later, what am I talking about? Well, I mean, this is the first time I've seen any of the Dirty Harry movies. Oh. You know, I've, I've seen clips here and there. You know, obviously I know the lines and, you know, but this is the first movie that I saw. And, uh, you know, it definitely, uh, I understand the hype now. You know what's great about it? Everyone that thinks of Dirty Harry, obviously they call him Dirty Harry. And that's the first movie that came out in 71. So that, that clip, that, that line, that's the number six line on you know, the top 100 AFI, that's in this movie. Go ahead. Make my day. So that, Okay, so I had a couple of questions regarding the series. So that was number one. So that line came from this movie? Yep. Okay, and this is the, what, the fourth movie of the franchise? Fourth, yep. That's crazy. So you had the, the most popular line in the series coming from the fourth movie yeah no i know it's pretty wild and no the first one it has it's not like a quick line he says at the end he pretty much does this big thing like did i fire six or did i fire five and then he has one left and he shoots the guy nobody doesn't have any one of those lines but dude this movie i know this is your first foray dirty harry dude this movie the action and the way shit happens is unbelievable well there's now, is are the, all the other ones have these one-liners and funny parts? Because like he just like first of all, he doesn't smile at all. You know, he's but like, why is he called Dirty Harry? Well, he does everything the dirty way, and and now back in the first movie, they're more cool with it. They're like, oh, this is the way you're supposed to be. As we see in this movie, a lot of times they call him a dinosaur. They call him old and they try to like put him aside because it's the eighties. Things are better now. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So it wasn't a hygiene thing. It was more about just dirty way of doing things. <laughs> no, it was not an hygiene. Thing. Well, I don't know if he was like the pig pen of, uh, you know, cops. <laughs> <The pig pen. laughs> so, okay. So he directed this movie. Did he direct the other ones too? Or no, those are done by Don Siegel who worked with him a lot. He did like escape from Alcatraz legendary director, but no, he passed away. I think he did all of them up until this one. But no, the third one didn't do as well. So they kind of put it on the shelf. So this one, we'll get into it. Obviously, it's a totally different film. The main actress in this movie is uh, Sandra Locke, who at that time was dating Clint Eastwood. Correct, correct. 
All right. So the, my first question was starting with, with this movie. It was so breakdance. Like it was like I start breaking out the, like the, the music at the beginning. It was like the longest titles I've seen in a movie. It just went right away. And it was like, bring me back to the eighties breakdancing. No, I know. No. And then they just showed a lot of traffic, dark, dark city, fun music playing. And then we see like a couple necking in the car. Now, was the movie like, I feel like the, the night scenes were very dark. Oh, like, yeah. Okay. So about three times in the movie, I had no idea what was going on. I couldn't, <laughs> see any, I couldn't see anything. I was watching it during the day. So it was a little glare and I, I couldn't see anything. Yeah. No, I guess it was a little dark. Maybe it was like the one, the, the version you watch, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't too, too dark. <laughs> so were you able to see any of that first scene? Well, I, I, I saw, I think he, she was kissing him. And yeah. then, and then I, I, she shot him. Like I, I, I didn't see like, you know, I realized later where she shot him. I didn't realize that, but yeah, like it was a lot of detail. Like there was a few scenes that were a little dark. I couldn't see, but uh, you know, now that this movie take place right after the last movie, I know it was a couple of years apart, but like character wise, like the trial. They really don't talk about it. Like that guy that's in the next scene. Yeah. He wasn't in the previous movie. Okay. So it was just, that's something that he always does, but no. So the whole thing was crazy because she's touching his zipper and you're like, holy shit, what's going on right now? And then she pulls the gun out, puts it on his crotch, shoots. And then you just, you see the gunshot, you hear him scream. And then she tosses the gun into the bay. Yeah. And it goes, I mean, like that scene kind of just like comes right away. So, you know, I had no idea what was going on until halfway in the movie. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't understand what she was doing. I didn't understand, like you know, get late, even later on, like what was going on. Like they don't, they don't, they don't give you the real plot of her. Even like when you, we'll get there, we're talking about the amusement park. Like I didn't understand. I, I thought that was happening at that moment. Like I didn't realize it was a flashback. So like I was confused half in the movie. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but the thing that's really confusing now, thinking about it right now, and talking to you about it. So she tosses that gun into the bay. So that's a gun that they use like that ballistics for the whole movie. So she just happened to have two of the same gun because she kept the other gun the whole movie. Well, not to mention her fingerprints are all over the guns. And we'll, and we'll get to that later on also. Like, you know, like, did it, right? I, I, she wasn't wearing gloves or anything. No, but it's not like, I think if it sits in the water, I don't know if fingerprints can stay. If the, no, but, but then she uses the gun again for three other kills. Oh, no, I know that, but it's not like she's going to get rid of that gun. She's going to keep it. Oh, you're saying that she had two guns, exact same guns. Okay. Like for her to toss that one, and I'm like, gotcha. Yeah, because that was the whole thing. It was like the same ballistics on all the victims. Maybe she went back and got it, and she's like, you know, what am I doing? I need to kill three more people. You know, (laughs) that'd have been a really funny scene. She's like, oh, what a dick. Son of a bitch that she has to dive into the water. (laughs) So you talked about it before. So. You you see, this is your first time seeing Harry Callahan, you yourself, and in the court scene, he just looks so pissed off, and he is just, like, so floored. That's something that is, like, a thing in the series. He always somehow arrests the guy wrong or doesn't get a warrant or gets evidence the wrong way. It's, like, the whole thing against him. How, how did that case even get to court considering the judge said there's absolutely no evidence. There's like, <laughs> she was saying there was like, there was absolutely nothing pointing to that guy at all. And that she dismisses it. So like, how did he even get to that point in the first place? I know. I don't know. And he, he shows a blade and I never realized that he wears like Terminator sunglasses. 
Oh, dude, he is so badass in these movies. <laughs> so badass. So then when he gets in, the, he's all pissed off because the guy gets off for murder. So then they go in the elevator. Did you notice anyone in the elevator? Uh, the girl? So the girl behind him is a big-time actress now. She was on Boston Public. Right now, she's in Stumptown as the cop. If you saw her, you know her, but she looked she looked familiar i just couldn't picture where because i was trying to look at the guys the main guy looked familiar the one that he was arrested i can't figure out where i've seen him before yeah he looks like he plays like the same kind of creep like in another movie but well i think all the creeps that she goes after all play creeps in other movies especially that last guy the last guy i I don't mac or mick or whatever his name is yeah yeah he plays a creep in every movie (laughs) yeah So then Callahan, they're just like standing in the elevator and he just like starts. That's the thing with him. I don't know how he still has a job, but he just starts roughing the guy in the elevator with a civilian. And God, was that the the scene where he talks about dog shit? Yeah. (laughs) And he has about five different references for dog shit, like shoveling and picking up and throwing away. and (laughs) And then he just grabs the guy, chokes him up. And then dude, so this is the best thing about these movies. He is always ready. Every time you think he's going to get away from something. So the next scene, he's just going to get coffee from a diner, right? That's it. Normal thing. The lady's pouring the sugar in an obscene amount. And then he walks out and he spits and everything looked normal in there, right? Everything looked normal. First of all, he doesn't look up once and she really, she poured pretty, basically the whole container in there. I know. Like, he didn't look up once. <laughs> And the robbers are kind of looking at her like, come on, man. Nobody, nobody uses that much sugar. <laughs> but he, you know, being the cop that he is, as he leaves, he spits it out and realizes that something was not right. And uh, this, I did see the scene before, so I, I knew what to expect. But all right, I'm not a gun expert. I don't know if you know a lot about guns. No, not, not at all. Okay. So in this movie, it seems that one shot kills on everybody. Well, he has a powerful gun. So that could be the case. And maybe is that accurate? But he does have a more powerful gun. All right. Even so, it's still a handgun. You know, it's not like a machine gun or anything. Everybody kill, shoots with that gun. They die instantly. Like no one gets shot. No one, get, no, no one like is, has a last, last breath. No one, he, they die in one shot kills. He is very efficient. <laughs> That's all I okay. have to say. Okay. So how about when he walks back in, the robber, he comes in the back, like through the kitchen and the robber looks at him. He calls him a pig head sucker. And then he goes, he said, we, we are going to handle this. And they said, who's we? And he goes, Smith and Weston and me. And he pulls the gun out (laughs) and then he fucking just shoots everyone. Everyone. And that's where the line is. Go ahead. Make my day. The number six line of all time. Now, let me ask you, what exactly does make my day mean? Like, what do you think he was expecting? When to get, what kind of answer was he you know, looking for for that? I think he's one of those guys at, from watching a lot of the movies. And you got to think he's a pretty reckless guy. And even from this movie, you see he gets in. He talks so much shit, even when the numbers are against him. And I feel like he he almost has a, a death wish foreshadowing he almost has that because he because he says like go to make my day like almost like hey buddy you fire the first shot dude he does not care at all yeah you know what? if it's not just a death wish i think he enjoys killing so he so by by him able to kill everybody there that's making his day so i think he he wants to kill i think because he he really does not try to you know talk people out of it he just basically takes a gun out 
throughout the whole movie and just shoots everybody. That and the opposite, I think, could be the same thing. It seems like he doesn't enjoy it because he has that stone. He, he's a stone cold killer. He has the one. Fr- he's just pissed off this whole movie. <laughs> no, was he like that in all the other movies? Because, like I said before, like he he doesn't smile. He doesn't crack a smile. Nothing. Like he even when he was with when he when he he gets laid later on, you know, his face. Oh, he's, he's, he's disappointed. He doesn't seem happy. <laughs> No, you know what? He's always, this is actually the first movie he doesn't have a partner. His partner in the first film is uh, Cobra, Stallone's partner in Cobra, who's a big time actor. I don't know his yep. name. He's a ton of stuff. But yeah, so that's his partner in the first movie. But no, he has a partner in every movie. This one he doesn't. Well, he's, he sort of did. He's, he sort of did. The, the no. black guy. Well, they were partners. <laughs> Well, well, that whole scene I got to talk to you about later on. So, okay, go ahead. We will, we will. So the next yeah. scene is so awesome, dude. Because, again, that's what I love about this movie. Because, obviously, he's the star. I know Sandra Locke's character, Jennifer, is she's pretty much most of the movie, too. It's like 50-50, kind of. But, dude, yep. when he shows up at the wedding, dude, his lines, he goes, he goes to the lady when she's like, you shouldn't be here. He goes, why don't you go call the ambulance now? <laughs> He yeah. just is talking shit to this guy at his daughter's wedding. Big time Italian mafia guy. He tosses like a manila folder of like evidence, I guess. And the guy fucking has a heart attack. He has a heart attack. And you know, the guy's in Godfather. He's in a Godfather. He oh, also really? might be. Yeah. And he might be in, I think he's in Cannibal Run too oh, as well. Wow. Uh, but yeah, he, and the guy like, like he gives him a heart attack and you realize when they, they were running out, I guess the, everybody was running to the guy. She go, was it the cops or someone said to him, what happened? He goes, I don't know. Some guy grabbed this chest and must have seen the bill. (laughs) And then he even said the line says, I'll help him catch the bouquet. He's trying to get in all these awesome lines. And then right from there, I love when he's getting, when he's getting yelled out with the, with the authority and he's talking to like the mayor and the, you know, like his boss. And he's like, maybe I saved the taxpayers a bunch of money. <laughs> and dude, he's just so cold about fucking everything in this movie. And, and that's what it is. He has all these one-liners, but the same expression. Like oh. it doesn't change. Like, you know, you know, when you say a good one-liner, you know, you, you might crack a smile here and there. There's no crack. It's just straight I think, up. I think it fits perfect. And there's so many other ones we're going to get to. But I love when he goes. So he goes to the scene of the murder and he hates everyone he works with, too. He is not happy with anyone at all. He goes well, I the- think they hate it. They hate him also. Yeah, except Horace. <laughs> him and Horace are like, they have such a great chemistry the whole movie. Yeah. So Harry, when he goes to the scene of the murder of the, the girl shooting the guy in the balls, and there's some guy, another guy that he works with, the guy's eating a hot dog, and he's just like disgusted by this guy eating the hot dog, makes it like a nasty face, and it even says something to him. And he doesn't even care about, again, he's just there to tear people down. Who eats, you're, you're going to a grisly murder scene. You see, you see a guy's balls blown off. You see a bullet in his head and you're going to eat a hot dog? Like you're hungry at that moment? Like most people go turn away. They might get sick, throw up, whatever. This guy's eating a hot dog. <laughs> is, that, is that normal? Like, is that what cops do? That is the fitting food. If you're going to go to a, like a nasty crime scene, you're going to eat like crime seed, you know, food that's on the ground. They sweep up. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, so, so, so then we see Jennifer, obviously we just saw her as like a, a stone cold killer. And then we find out she's an artist 
And then we see her, she's overlooking, she's at the, the crime scene. And then we find out she's talking to the girl at the gallery. The lady is like, oh, you're going to make so much money. Your art, it's so dark. And then she's like, I'm going to head out of town now because of the one murder. And then we find out later why she, she's not really right. right. She's going for everyone else. Well, that's what I mean. Like, even at that point, you don't understand what's going on. Because she also visits a girl at the hospital who's in 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 a catatonic state. You don't know who she is, you know, you see her. So she, you know, she's, or she, she, you know, she killed someone, you know, she went to the other crime scene, you know, she went to uh, the, she's an artist that they're having a big, uh, I guess, gallery event that she's going to miss. Uh, and then you, you see her sit, seeing this one girl who's in a wheelchair, who's in a catatonic state, but you still don't understand what's going on. Like what's like, was that, I thought that was her daughter. Yeah. She says it's her sister in that scene, but the thing that was really creepy, obviously, we find out later something traumatic happened. But the thing that was creepy when the camera was panning, which again, Clint Eastwood directing this movie, he learned a lot from Don Siegel. The way this is done is so cool. But no, when they show the Raggedy Ann doll, oh. Oh, dude, that just like kind of like broke my heart because I'm like, yeah. oh my God, something really bad happened to this person. Yeah, yeah. And she tells her sister that I murdered a man. Well, I mean, she really wasn't able to speak. Oh, I know or that, really but it's just- crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you're telling someone who's in a coma, you know, you could tell them all the sins in the world. You know, it's not going to really do anything. It might make you feel better. Maybe she wakes up and she's like, murder, murder, murder. <laughs> so here's what I have to ask you. I know you were you were alive in the 80s. You weren't, you know. I, I was. You weren't like in your teens yet, right? I, I was, it was 83. Yeah, you were young. No, I was. I was in third grade. Okay, so I'm saying later in the 80s. Just let's talk about all the 80s. Were guys this horny in the 80s? Because what about the guys that go up to her car? They're like, yeah, baby. You need it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I wrote that down. I'm like, I never, I've never seen anything like that, that they're going to stop and like harass her while she's in a car. Yeah. Like I would just, I was seemly, but again, this is early eighties, late seventies. I think that's what they did that. Like I, I think in high school, like that's why like days of confused and all that stuff was all about the horny kids. I think that was like maybe towards the end of the t- of people doing that. But I think, unfortunately, I think people did that, but not when I was uh, around. Yeah. I wish Clayton would have, whoever wrote this, I don't know. I don't think he wrote it, but he should have, the writer should have gave her a better line there, but she says, need a lift. And then she says, and shove a jack up your ass. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought it was going to be something. I thought she was either going to show a gun or something. I thought it was going to be a little bit more like, you know, kind of like scaring them. But like, no, she just drove off. So then here it is. Then then every time we see Harry, the whole movie, he's something bad's happened every, every time. So the next time we see Harry, this one, he's just, is this when he's walking in the parking lot? He's walking in the parking lot. And I've noticed in a few of these scenes, there's never ever anyone around except for the pe- the bad guys and Harry. <laughs> there's there's never a car driving by. There's never people walking, and this happens multiple times throughout the movie. They're the only ones around. It's either that the bad guys are smart and they timed it that way, or Clint Eastwood wanted to save money on extras. <laughs> I'm going to say the Clint Eastwood is going to save money because these bad guys are not smart. You know, because they are they do you know there's a little shootout, and then Harry he runs into like a warehouse or something like, yeah. right. He runs in a warehouse. You have these three bad guys that are, one has a machine gun and two have like, you know, handguns. And first of all, they, they, and they've done this multiple times. They walk close together in a group <laughs> of three. Like there's, they don't spread out. Like, you know, you, you see a guy chased into a warehouse. Wouldn't you split up a little bit? 
Like, all right, you know, cover all. They walk all together and then they really don't walk too deep where they just see a dumpster and they're like, you know what? He, he must be in there. And they unload <laughs> how many bullets into that dumpster. Uh, I think he's I, in there. I've never been a, a villain in a movie or a bad guy in real life, but dude, it happens so many times. And I thought it was going to be the old, like he comes out of nowhere and he's just standing there and the guys try to shoot him and you just hear click, click, click. Cause they're out of bullets. Right. It wasn't that he just pops out of a, a garbage can that they kind of looked at. <laughs> they just didn't check in for some stupid reason. Well, he, he uh, you know, he's six, what? Six, four. Oh, he's a tall guy. Yeah. I don't know if those garbage cans are really going to hide him. You know, he's not a small guy, but like they didn't even check the dumpster. They just unloaded, like unloaded. And even, okay, so let's just say he, he was in there. You think 500 bullets, you know, you need a, a little excessive. <laughs> if they missed him, they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those like magic tricks where they stick all the swords in there and they miss the curse. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that again, right after this, Harry's bosses are just pissed at him again. They're like, oh, my God, what the hell, Harry? Why can't you just go home like we said you should? So then they make him go on a vacation. And he's like, I'm not up for vacation. He kept saying that. That was like one of his lines. I'm not up for vacation. Like, well, I made you up. You're up for vacation now. So then his vacation is going into the middle of the woods and he's shooting his gun, his big gun. This is the one that like can put holes through people. And then we find a black guy stalking him in the woods. And then I didn't know because he's in other movies. Yeah. Right. Well, before you even get there, there was one line he said when he was at the, the police station that I wrote down, I loved. Uh, I guess they said that he, they're going to still keep coming after you. He goes, good. That way we know where they are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was a great line. But yes, so you have, you have this black guy walking slowly. The audience doesn't know who this is. Now, you see someone nicknamed Dirty Harry because he's kind of a nut with a gun and everything else. You're going to creep on him while he's shooting and he's in the woods? I know. And then we find out it's his friend Horace. But dude... Even if it's your friend or not, you I thought he was going to shoot. Yes. I, 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 be startled. Well, first of all, I don't think Dirty Harry gets startled. No. Uh, so, you know. But, yeah, I mean, like, I don't think anyone – I don't think that's the smartest move to do is to creep on someone while they're shooting. No. Oh, and I love that this guy, Albert Powell, he's been in every Dirty Harry movie. All his different oh, characters. Oh, not the same character? First movie, he was a robber. <laughs> And then the second and third movie, he plays different characters. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was friends with Clint Eastwood or something, but... Is he the only black guy in the movie? Uh, no, no, no. He's in... No, there's a black guy in the first one. Very okay. good scene in the first one. with it. No, no, there's more than one black guy. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just... I don't know if they ran out, so they said, you know what? You got to play multiple parts. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, but one thing that was pretty cool is Harry learned something from him. He called him a J. He called him a jam, a, a J A M F, a jam, a jive ass mother. And then he stopped him. <laughs> I never. I got to tell you, be honest. I've never heard of that term ever. No, I never. I never heard that. Okay, so you you never used it before. No, I haven't. But I will use it now. <laughs> okay, all right. It's in my dictionary. So so then we cut back to Jennifer. She's she's talking to some lady about like renting a house and she's going to have a carousel. That was weird. But even that was a, a confusing. I thought like she became an owner of a, a amusement park. Like I didn't know, like, like they, they didn't do a lot of explaining about her character at all. Yeah, no, no, that was so 
that whole scene right there again we didn't know what was going on up to this point like why she shot the guy what happened to her sister and then we find this out and then we find then obviously right after this but i wish they kind of maybe did it like in between like she had the flashback in between but it happened like right after that so then we hit this dude the flashback was un- unreal oh the ridiculous and then underneath the it was under the boardwalk. And- but see, this is, this is where it got confusing because, you know, the scene before that, they show you the carousel and the amusement park, you know, area. And then the scene right after that is at the amusement park. And like, you know, we see the, we see the rape scene. And I thought that was happening then. Like I didn't, I, I couldn't, like I thought, I didn't think, I didn't realize that was a flashback. I thought that she was really getting raped at that moment. So I was so confused at this point that I didn't know, I didn't understand what was going on. Yeah, no, they did try to, they made her look younger, but I guess I think she, they made her hair look, and I think they gave her, like, bangs or something. Because even the later in the movie, they do another flashback. And no, I know, but they kind of did, like, a funky, like, flare on the camera. But no, this scene is so twisted because of the woman. It was all old-ass men. Yep. It wasn't, they didn't even pretend to make it like they were 16. Because she was 16, uh, Jennifer, and her sister was probably, like, 13 or 14 right pretend to make the guys be like 20 do those guys were 30 that at least and the lady was really the same dude her laugh was so Uh, creepy and she just turned the music up yeah no yeah i got i got issues with her later on but yes i mean (laughs) but yeah that was that was you know it was very disturbing to watch you know they just you know beat the hell out of both of them they i, I mean i think they both were raped right or i mean that's oh, what it looked were, like yeah. yeah i mean it was just it was it was a horrible scene so now you're starting to realize what's going on you know what what she's going after so but i, I guess there was a scene after that when she had the second flashback is when i really realized there was a flashback but oh, yeah. I, honestly i thought it was going on right now oh my god yeah. Well, you thought they took her sister no, out no, of I, the hospital? Well, don't forget, I had uh, uh, it was kind of dark, so I oh. saw her. You know, I and it was the camera was moving around so much that it was just it was it, you know it was hard. It was just hard to understand what was going on, so I missed it. <laughs> All right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No, but uh, so that's at that point, I was like, dude, she's Charles Bronson because that's all the, the first two Death Wish movies are that. He has something happen, but this is the first time that the person is the victim. So it's like, wow, you, it's it's pretty cool to see her, right? I mean, you know that revenge. But dude, so again, we cut back. Harry, he's just driving his car. <laughs> he's just trying to drive home, I guess. And dude, this scene's insane. Yeah, you know, I mean, so yeah, so the the car pulls up with the the people from the uh, the elevator in the beginning of the movie. You know, they drive by him, they're harassing him, they're shooting at him. You know. And they take oh, no, they're not shooting at all. They, that's the thing that's stupid about that scene. What was it? Was that was they were, they were hitting him with oh with baseball bats? Not even a gun. I thought it, like if I thought it was a gun. It, it sounded like they were hitting with. It, with <laughs> I thought they were shooting at him. I know that's what I when they first pulled up. I'm like, oh my god, they're just gonna shoot him. And I thought they were unloading on him and just missing. But no, the guy had like a little baseball bat and he was like hitting the windshield. 
So you go from a baseball back to lighting Molotov cocktails into the car. And dude, the best part was whoever the stunt driver was, or maybe it was Clint Eastwood after the, the, the car was on fire, not phased. He was still well, driving normal speed. He had two in his car. He yeah. had, one, I think, one in the front seat, one in the back seat, right? Yeah. Or, okay. So he's driving around with two for a good distance. Like he was still driving around, you know, like I, I don't know why. Like I was thinking to myself, why didn't he stop the car and get out? No, he was, dri- he was driving for like a parking lot so he can get it out there. And then as he gets out, he takes one of them yes. and throws it in their car. It only took about two seconds for them to drive off the road. I know. I he, guess because dri- <laughs> his, the, they were dumb because they kind of threw it in the backseat behind him. This was one that smashed in their windshield. So they didn't see anything. But no, the best part was when he drove off the road and the guys were uh, behind him, when they kind of like swerved for a second, I was like, oh, he's going to stop. And he didn't stop. And then he finally stops. The only reason he stopped because the road ended. <laughs> <laughs> it was so dumb but no then he goes into the river and then cut to the next scene his bosses are living with him this seems to be a trend with a lot of these movies back then with the cops that you have these super cops who everybody hates john mcclain yes i know mcclain I mean, every, but every movie, like it's always like lethal weapon or all that, like, you know, Beverly Hills cop, they get yelled at constantly for doing the right, you know, like for killing bad guys. I know, dude, just let the guys, let them kill the bad guys. All they do, all these movies care about one thing, taxpayer dollars. They're like, you know how much that's going to cost the city? It's like, what do you have to do? Just really just get like a tow truck to pull it out. It's not that big of a deal. (laughs) But they didn't even make a big deal about like you killed three guys. It's more like, oh my God, I have to get this car out of the water. They didn't even talk about those guys dying. Those guys supposed to have like a gruesome death. They were burning for a second and then they drowned. And they drowned. <laughs> oh my. So this is the best too. So this is why I love this movie. They go, okay, Harry, we're going to send you on a thing. It has not, it sort of has something to do with the murder investigation. You got to go up North, just go up there and I need you to look up, uh, check some people out. Is that okay? Fine. So he's driving down the street. And then where they show a car turn and nothing was weird yet. And then you heard like the bank alarm go off. And then he's in the middle of a freaking bank robbery. He's a guy that trouble. He, he's like, he's almost like Charlie Brown. Yes, you know, it's is. like every time he, t- you know, go somewhere else, something bad happening, know. you know, but you know, he's a little tougher than Charlie Brown. So he's able to handle it. But yeah, I mean, like minding goes his own business multiple times and it's like trouble finds him. Jamie, were you reading Peanuts this morning? That's two Peanuts references so far. Pig, Pigpen and Charlie Brown. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slide one more in by the end of the podcast. <laughs> 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 so I love how he's like going after the guy. The bank robber steals the meter made like cart. So Harry steals a retirement <laughs> home bus. And I bet when he's driving and nowhere, he looks back and there's a bunch of old people on there. And they, and they look excited. Like they were excited. Like they're going on a big tour. Dude, the one old guy says, shag his ass. <laughs> well, is, that, is that the same guy that says, I haven't had this much excitement yep. <laughs> since I've been here? <laughs> oh, so here's one thing. This is like an editing, not a mistake. Well, sort of. So the bad guy fires back. After Harry looks back there for one second, he sees the old people. They're kind of like unfazed at that time. The guy shoots and Mrs. Harry goes through the back of the bus 
And then Harry looks back again. And that's when the guy says, shag his ass. All of those people seem like no bullet just whizzed by their face <laughs> at all. Well, I mean, also, I mean, you're, if you're a cop, would you say it's pretty reckless to be going on a chase with a bunch, like six elderly senior citizens in your car? Like, is that kind of dangerous? It is, but it's better than, I guess, six, like, kindergartners because, like, you know, so you're, people so you're saying old. that. So you're saying old people are, are – so if you had a choice, you know, for, like, for living and, and dying, just, you know, old people, they're all, they lived a good life. You know, they so did. They, okay. Like, that guy said it was the best day ever of his life, so if he went out, he would have, like, went to heaven – not poor in heaven. He would have went to regular heaven and he would have got to the gate and they'd have been like, you had a great last day. And he's like, hell yeah. I told dirty Harry to shag his ass. <laughs> so then he happens to knock the guy over. He crashes the guys like the meter made bike. He steals and Jennifer's right there. She's painting, right? Again. Yeah. She just happens to be right there. Yeah. She, she seems to be everywhere. Like somehow, like I want to know how did she get everybody's address? And how did she know where to go for everything? Like, she seems to have a lot of, uh, 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 able to know her way around everywhere she's going in there. Well, I know that town, she was living there. So she probably, it seems like that's kind of like a beachy kind of town. So in the summer, there's a lot of people. So she probably knows those people because they probably, she worked with the one lady. So maybe she knew where a few of the people lived. Right. Philip pages, maybe. Yeah, I, I guess. So, uh, so you know, really cool star power in this movie, dude. Pat Hengel's in this movie, dude. Phenomenal actor. So I interviewed Susie Lanier Bramblett a few weeks back, and dude, she had great stories about working with him. He helped her after a scene, like helped her how to like read her lines and stuff, which is pretty cool. That is cool. Imagine, like you know, you start off early, and you know, you're with Clint Eastwood. Oh yeah, no, no. unbelievable. So, dude, yeah. so. So friggin' same thing. Pat Hingle hates Harry. He hates him for helping to stop this guy, which I get because he put the seniors' lives at risk, even though I'm okay with that. Dude, he was like so pissed off. He's like, we don't need your, we don't need the people from the big city to come help us out. It's like, shit. Well, I, th- I, th- I think that, you know, they're probably a city though that I guess they don't, they don't seem to have a lot of action over there. So I think that he's bringing a lot of turmoil there. Oh, no, I know. First of all, I, I felt like they were dirty cops. Yeah, well, sort of, yeah. Sort of. But, I mean, even before you know that, I, I just felt like just the way they were talking to him and, like, they wanted him out of there. Because they said, like, we don't, we don't need to know hotshot, you know, detective here. I just I thought, like, maybe they were just a lot of dirty cops there, so they just didn't want you know, him to be bothering. They didn't want him snooping. Yes. Even the one guy that was shot by the bank robber even that guy seemed like he didn't want to help harry at all but then he was like torn like holy crap this guy saved my life so the first few times harry asked for help he's kind of hesitant but then he's kind of okay with it he kind of becomes his like right hand man he helps him a lot totally so horace so harry comes home and he has a gift a gift on the ground (laughs) and horace horace bought him a a little a little bulldog, right? A bulldog was was he injured? Like he, well, well, no, he's injured at the end of the movie. Okay. See, I, I I thought he was walking funny in the beginning of the movie too. Like you know, when they first got him. Well, those dogs like are are my dog's half like bulldog. He's kind of bow legged like that. But no, they just walk like that. But dude, I love 
this dog's a great character in this movie. <laughs> it, it's a great character, but he doesn't get a lot of respect. And I feel like the dog that really does nothing wrong throughout the whole movie. No, he no, he doesn't at all. Well, 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 except for a urinary track problem. <laughs> he, does, <laughs> he does he does pee a lot. And and there's definitely a fart scene. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so how about how about that's actually I know in the next scene. So he pees on the rug right there. So then Harry's like, you know what, let's take the dog for a jog. So he's jogging with the dog. Okay. So when Harry and Jennifer meet for the second time, here's three things I wrote down. One, she's bad at bike riding. Two, yep. she's not nice. Three, she's not wearing a bra at all. Okay. Well, it was the eighties. I don't think oh, they wore bra. You know, but I also I don't think she likes dogs at all because she's like, Can't you control your dog that's on a leash? And he goes, It's it's dangerous. She goes, Something like it's dangerous. That yeah. dog barely moves. I know. I mean, like it's like a fat little dog. He barely moves and she's like freaking out. And I think cause they made her do her own stunt. The way she fell, oh. it was like the bike wasn't even moving, and she <laughs> fell on a mattress. It, 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 it was very dramatic. Oh, my God. That was, <laughs> and then the dog farted. I wrote, and then I wrote, did you laugh when dog farted? <laughs> I told you. Fart in a movie, it gets me every time. I love that when the dog like ripped him. I'm like, oh, yeah. But, but it was so unexpected because it was, really, it, it was like the end of the movie. Right before it goes to the next scene, they had to squeeze in a fart. Huh? <laughs> so how about this so harry goes because obviously he's trying to get some intel so he goes to the local dive bar oh my god dude <laughs> this freaking place is unbelievable and i want to ask you was that something at the bar that people would like bet on chugging again you know by the time i went to bars it was way past that i i you know i know you know betting a pool and that kind of stuff was big but chugging no but that woman Ugh. That was at the, I, I I couldn't take her number one, but were they all afraid of her? Like they yeah. all seemed afraid of her. Why? I think because she had the story of what happened in the rape. I feel like she held that over. Like a lot of those people did. They used that against each other. That hey, you know what? Like we're gonna go to the cops if you don't do it. Because it seemed like that's why people were so nice to her. Yeah, but they weren't all there though. All um, the. the uh, well, yeah, no, there was, she was playing darts on that crappy dartboard with one of them. The guy she challenged right. to chug was the guy that was at the beach with the porno mag. Right. So, no, she kind of, no, she kind of like knew everyone. But, dude, how about her ugly ass? She's oh. hideous when she goes to hit on Harry. <laughs> <laughs> he wants no part of her whatsoever. I mean, like, really. No, she goes, she goes uh, hey, do you want to buy me a drink? And he said, he was like, no, buy yourself a drink. <laughs> and then didn't she say something like, you know, you want to get lucky or something like that? Or don't you want to get lucky? Or And he goes, only with humans? Yes, he said, only with humans. <laughs> and then she went to smack him. He hit, stopped, tur- twisted around, and then kicked her in the ass. <laughs> he, he gets it pretty good in this movie. I got to tell you. I got to... <laughs> <laughs> And then she has that cackle. It's like that weird that that when you see those in in like the, with the evil like the mad genius like cackling, and then everybody oh, yeah. follows follows suit. She starts cackling, and they all start cackling also. And it, it goes on for like a minute. It was just like a weird like. That's when he realizes he goes, you know what? I got to get out of this bar. Yeah, he, the the reason they started cackling is he mentioned like, hey, the reason I'm up here, I'm a cop, 
I'm, I'm up here because, you know, Bob Smith's dead. And they're like, because <laughs> that was the, that was one of the guys, but they maybe they didn't care about that guy anymore. So he lived in San Francisco. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So the no. next scene is Jennifer stalking yet another guy. It's the guy I just mentioned. He's fishing. Okay. So he's fishing okay. with a porno mag. And no one else is on the beach. No one. No one. Like I said, in this movie, that maybe they couldn't afford extras, but every scene, it's either with Sandra and the bad guys or, or Harry with the bad guys. No one else is around. But this could make sense. Maybe that's like his secret fishing spot and no one knows about it. It's, it's a beach. How secret could it be? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. And I, best, I love that he was listening to the music so loud and he had the porno mag, he had his fishing line out. And then he was like totally like fine with this stranger walking up and just looking at him. And when we find out what his wife looks like, wouldn't he be like, holy shit, this check, check, check me out, man. I should be, I should be totally cool with this. Who's his wife? That's his wife. The lady at the, at the fish market. Oh, uh, oh, all right. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I got you. Okay. He looks a lot older than him. So that's why yeah. I was like, holy shit. I was, I was thinking you were saying the redhead. I was like, oh, oh. no, no, no. no. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Again, this, this scene was awesome, dude. The effect was great because she shoots him in the dick and then shoots him in the head. And they had to actually, it looked good the way his head, the bullet hole showed. Yeah. That was awesome, man. He got yeah. like 37 years ago and how great that looked. But imagine like getting shot in the dick first and like the pain. And then, then you get shot in the head. Like, I just, like she wants them to feel a little pain right before she kills him. She's a vigilante, man. She wants them yeah. to feel, and that's still not nowhere near the pain that she lives with. But no, it's pretty cool the way that's written that she shoots him in the dick. I think that's amazing. Yep, yep, yep. So then Harry comes home with his dog, and his dog pretty much saved his life because the dog's like scratching and sniffing at the hotel room next door, and there's a freaking guy waiting to kill him, dude. And Harry again kills the guy. And then the chief's pissed off at him. Pat Hingle hate. <laughs> Dude, all he did was, what, what did they want him to do? Die? That's what they want. Well, that's where the corrupt cops come in. They, you know, he's killing all the cops' men. Yeah. <laughs> See? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> this is something I wrote in the notes. And then later on, it, it was revealed to be something different. But so the creeper guy, oh. the guy with the pencil mustache. Yeah. All right. He's with last week's guest, Lisa London. She plays the hooker in the scene, which she, she's so good in the scene because you can like feel her fear because he gets like really a hundred percent. I said this, this scene was very weird and yeah. I thought intense, like, because she obviously she, she got hurt last time. Like he's very physical with her. You know, she said, don't hurt me like you did last time. Yeah. And you could see like, she, yeah, uh, she's frightened. Like she's so frightened with this guy. First of all, he's the creepiest looking guy ever. I, I mean, know. he's so creepy. You know, I, that's the guy I said. I think I've seen him in multiple movies. He plays the same creepy kind of guy. Like, imagine, like, you're known just, you know, like, listen, we need another creep for this movie. You know, <laughs> who, who are we going to call? Let's get Mike on the phone. Yeah, let's get pencil. You had the pencil stash, though? <laughs> oh, it's okay. We'll just, we'll just draw one in. <laughs> so this guy, I wrote it down here, and then later on, I realized it wasn't him. So who is this? Obviously, he's in the group of everyone. So what? he has no relations to the chief. But he always calls him, and he was in the photo in the chief's office in the previous scene when uh, Harry's looking 
you know, in the office. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, is that like his son? But it's not because later in the movie, he says my only son. You see unless, your son. Yeah. Unless yeah. he was saying this is my only son because I disown you. They didn't really say that line. So I didn't really know because I was like, holy shit, dude, that's the chief's son. But I don't know. I think it might be his son. Maybe he's an ex-cop? No, I don't think he was an ex-cop because he was... No, no. I, the thing that... Again, I think that maybe I missed it. But later in the movie, when his son, Pat Engel's son, is in the wheelchair, and yeah. the guy comes in, he goes, this is my only son. And it kind of pissed him off. So maybe that is his son too. But he was saying that as like, hey, man, you're the reason that, you know... He's in this wheelchair. I don't know. That would be a major plot, like 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 subplot of the movie, and it's not addressed. I don't know. I don't think I can't, I can't imagine them not addressing it. Well, he was in the family photo in the chief's office. Yeah, I know, but still, it's like, uh, yeah, I don't I know. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. So yeah, so this is one of the, my favorite lines in the whole movie. Well, there's a bunch of them, but so Harry has to go figure out some stuff so he goes to the guy that with the porno mag that just got shot in the dick in the head he goes to see the guy's wife to ask about him so he goes to the fish market and dude you don't want to mess with this guy so these two guys like i don't know why they i don't know he all he's doing is asking questions about her husband and she's like oh yeah he was a drunk he cheated on me and then the guy's like i think you should leave and he goes why don't you boys go suck some fish? Suck heads? some fish heads. <laughs> the best, man. <laughs> and then he kicks both their asses. Can you imagine saying that? Like, you better get in a fight with someone. You and you know, win. Instead, well, yeah. If you're gonna say something like that, you definitely better win. <laughs> but can you imagine saying that, like, in a fight? Like, you know, just being like saying something really like, say, "Hey, suck some fish heads." If I if I knew that I was gonna win, like Harry always wins, I would I would totally do that. So now Harry, he's walking down the street with, you know, meat, meathead, right? Is that what he calls his dog? Meathead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's walking down the block of meathead and he sees Jennifer having a beer at the at the restaurant, at some restaurant. So he sits down with her. She bought it. Yeah, they start going back and forth. What do you do? And she gets like really nervous when he says, I'm a cop. I'm here investigating a murder. And then he, <laughs> he goes, what do you do? She goes, I paint. He has you paint houses, cars, stuff like that. <laughs> and meanwhile, meat meathead's pissing on a chair. He pisses throughout the whole movie, <laughs> and they're always filming it. <laughs> Maybe they were like, "Dude, just keep it rolling. We got to get a pee." <laughs> Maybe he was that good. He pissed on cue. Maybe because he was a puppy, so they were just like, "You know what? This is gonna come." I don't know if he was a puppy. That was a small. Do- that was a small bulldog. He looked fat. You look fat and old. I don't know. You think I don't know Horace, if a puppy. You think Horace would get his friend an old dying dog? As a joke, yes. Did you imagine? <laughs> Wait, what? Do you tell me? Uh, you tell me a puppy who barely moves has no energy whatsoever. This dog, like he's basically dragging him around. Imagine Horace is like, "Oh, Harry, you crotchy old man. I'm gonna get a dog that has <laughs> so many ailments, a UTI. He's gonna piss everywhere. He's gonna piss you off." He wanted to get a dog that's gonna match the personality of Harry. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I love the waiter was like, "Is this your dog, sir?" <laughs> so then this other guy, dude. Oh my god! 
So, so the ugly redhead lady is like in some hardware store talking to another guy that was at like one of the rapers and is like, Oh, she's here. She's going to get you. And then very next scene, he's in his garage with the door open, his garage door is open and he's loading a gun. First of all, you know, even again, when the redheaded lady's talking to him, she's bullying him around in that, in his own store. And then she grabs his crotch and he's leaving. Yeah, no, I know. I, 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 st- I still don't understand why they're like afraid of her. Like, you know, whatever. But I mean, anyway, yeah. So, so she kind of warns him. So he's getting a gun all together. And the, then the garage door slowly goes down. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's going down. But why the frig, if you're going to load a gun, will you do it with the garage door open in the first place? Well, maybe he doesn't live in a busy neighborhood. <laughs> well, there's nobody around. There's no. Right. <laughs> there you go. See, so <laughs> but he, he loads the gun. She comes in with a gun facing him. Why does he put his gun down? Like, at, oh, I think it's already down. He's not ready. He doesn't have it like aimed out already. And she's just like, basically like put the gun down. And he's like, I make money now. Things have changed. I was dumb then. Yeah, but I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I feel like he had the gun in his hand, even though it was down, he got, got done loading it. You're going to, you know that she's already killed two other people. You're going to still put your gun down. Like, I don't know. I think he's a pompous guy. Even from the little bit that we saw the interaction, he's like, and he's probably never shot the gun ever before. So he probably, yeah. And he thought he has money because he owns all these businesses. He talks about like for the one right. year of talking. So maybe he's like, I can just write her a check, which he says to her. And then, Right away, shoots him in the dick, shoots him in the head. Well, he's an idiot because he he, he was kind of saying, I changed, you know, I was a young kid back then. And then he said something like, it wasn't that bad, right? Was it? Yeah. That's what he said to her. Like, are you, and that's what she killed and shot him. Like, like, all right, so you're like, you might have a chance to get out of this because, you know, you're explaining or you're younger and then you're going to throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> so here is a, here is a, something that was, is really funny. And while I was thinking about it, I'm like, oh my God. So they show the redhead now, lady, <laughs> just drinking with another one of the guys. Or, oh, pencil stash. So her and pencil, pencil stash, stash are drinking, and they're drinking Coors Original. All right? So I have one. And then later in the movie, Jennifer and Clint Eastwood are drinking beers. They're drinking Budweiser. So I thought in my head, because for all movies, everybody knows this, there's product placement. So a lot of times those companies go, hey, we need a beer company, whoever you know, highest bidder. So it's weird for a movie sometimes to have like multiple beer companies. So I was like, what was the funny? They did a, like a blind, like silent auction. Whoever bid the most got drunk by the hero. Whoever bid the least got drunk by rapists. And I thought that was so funny. I'm like, dude, they're, the rapists are drinking Coors original this whole friggin' movie. And maybe that's like something that they should use in their ads. So are you saying that rapists only drink Coors and then good guys only drink Bud? A hundred percent. I'm on board with that. <laughs> and now they should have ads with uh, Sam Elliott doing the voice. Oh. Coors, the rapist beer. <laughs> no, I know that was so funny, dude. I was like, holy shit. So then this is right after when Harry has sex with her, right? The, the, well, yeah, he already had sex with her, right? That was, that already happened. No, because- he had sex with her after this. Cause this is when he goes to that house. So Jennifer is at the house and she's looking in the window at them too, at, at the two rapists drinking Coors Original. And that's when she has the gun out. Oh, that's right. That's right. Harry okay. pulls up and 
right? And then Harry goes into the house, right? Yeah. Yes. Harry goes yeah, yeah. in, talks to both of them, and Sandra Locke, Jennifer leaves. She leaves because she's waiting for Harry to leave. And Harry yeah. takes and Harry takes Stash to the police station. Yes. Yep. He takes Stash. Yeah, yeah, no, no. That's what I'm saying. So I think I think they already had sex then. That's what I'm saying. I thought they had sex already. Oh, and there was a fight. No, no, no. They have a, no, they have sex after that. So they have the fight scene. Harry goes in there, he fights both of them. He even punches the redhead lady in the face because she's bleeding. I love that. Yeah. Uh, and, and it wasn't just like a little punch. He wails her. Oh. Like it was a it was a Mike Tyson throw that he knocked her down. It was so, awesome. So deserving. She deserved oh, to get punched in the face. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. But no, so so right after that, that's when Jennifer's still there. She's waiting. Harry leaves with pencil stash. Uh redhead. She's drinking her she opens a new course original, smoking a cigarette, looking out the window. Jennifer comes in. And she, I was thinking, like, where does she shoot her? She just, yeah, shot, I, I, she just shot her in the well, chest. She, you know what? Based on the way she's been talking throughout the whole movie, she probably has a set of balls also. <laughs> she <laughs> so she <shoots> I, anyway. <laughs> but, you know, I give her a little credit, the redhead, because everyone, you know, everyone that she kind of, uh, the, that she, Sandra, you know, pointed a gun to, they kind of like, you know, begging for their life or trying to change. This one, the redhead, was just talking smack to her as she's about to die, still insulting her. Like, you know, she wasn't afraid to get shot. She, she went after her. At least she stayed true to herself. And the flashback that she has is insane because she looked older. I don't know what she was. Maybe she was 30 when they were 16. I really don't know. But when right, she right. Was like, hey, come on. Because like, they worked at the nursery together. She's like, hey, come on. It'll be fun. You know, a bunch of older guys. It'll be a great time. And then she's like, oh, my sister's visiting. She's she's only thirteen. She's like, bring her too. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and obviously, she's the co- you know what? She was obviously the leader back then. She was oh, the yeah. cause of why you know. So I guess yeah, she had something on them. I don't know. I don't know why they followed her. But yeah, she was she was mean to, to the end. So I give her a little credit. She didn't change character. Oh no, she right until she got shot. She should have got shot in the balls. She should have got shot in the balls. So just before this, Harry is the one that he finds uh, the. The guy, the rich guy that tried to offer uh, Jennifer money in in his garage. And when Pat Engels comes up, this is just like we were talking about before. He's Pat Engels, just like the, you know, the mayor in San Francisco. He's pissed yep. off, but it's amazing because he's just pissed about overtime. And he's like, you know how much overtime <laughs> I have to pay for this? Like <laughs> Harry did nothing. He didn't shoot that guy at all. If you watch this movie, it just seems that everybody's angry. I mean, Sandra's angry. Like the, you know, the only one that's not angry was the redhead. <laughs> she was. <not. laughs> She's the only one. She's laughing. Like everybody else is angry. Even the dog looks angry. You know. <laughs> no. no. And then, so this is what we kind of talked about before. Harry randomly sees Jennifer. You know, watching the ocean, drinking Budweiser. So then, dude. Wasn't it weird the way they went to have sex? He goes, I'll give you a ride home. And then that's when I thought she was going to be like, no, I really don't want to ride because my car and he might know or something like that. And then she goes, how about some, I think they had brandy. And then, and then they were angry and then they were in bed. It was a very quick turnaround to get her into bed. Yeah. The only line she said was, I don't want to be alone tonight. I don't think you do either. That's it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's it. And they were a couple in real life. So, and they didn't show kissing or anything, right? 
Well, they're probably together for a long time, so maybe they stopped kissing. <laughs> right? Did they not? They didn't kiss. No. Right? no, it went right to it. I mean, it went right to it. Harry yeah. doesn't kiss. He just has sex. <laughs> he has sex in not even missionary. He's like, lay on your side, look at the wall, no eye contact. Do you think he has his gun with him when he's having sex? He probably uses his gun during. Sex. Like, do you, do you think he? Do you think he says, you know, we are ready to have sex with you right now? Yes. <laughs> what do you mean we? <laughs> Smith and Wesson and me. <laughs> he's like talking to the gun the whole time. He's kissing the gun. <laughs> oh, I got weird. <laughs> it got really weird. That's what happens. So then Harry, and then that's just weird. So he wakes up. He's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he like starts walking around. He goes into his garage, realizes, oh my God, her car was at the other crime scene. Well, not a crime scene yet. He, it was at the house with the redhead and pencil staff. So he goes back there to go check on it. And she's, you know, redhead's wasted. And he's like, holy shit, man. He puts two and two together. He's like, you know, Jennifer is the one that's doing all these killings. Now, I mean, he is dirty Harry. I, I thought he would have figured that out earlier. But, you know, I don't know. I thought he would have figured it earlier. So here's a really sad part of the movie. You know, if you're listening, you got to pour one out right now. So Horace, (laughs) I don't understand why he showed up that late at night. He was like, Harry, you bastard. He parks on the wrong side of the road. He has a bottle of champagne. I think he has champagne glasses in his hands. And he walks in and there's freaking, right? Oh, no, it's the fisherman guys. So the fisherman, fisherman guys, guys and pencil stash are waiting for him. And I'm like, fuck. And the guy pulls out a knife. And he's like, you're, I think he said you're going to get stuck. And I'm like, ah, oh, man. Why? Like what, what was Horace doing though, that they, they wanted to go after Horace? I think they just wanted to kill whoever was, they just wanted to kill whoever came in that apartment and to get back at Harry for bringing him in. And that's a scene we didn't talk about, but I mentioned it earlier. So Pencil Stash calls. He gets his one phone call. He calls the chief, Pat Hingle. Pat Hingle looks over to the phone, somehow knows that it's him because he right. just stares at it, doesn't answer. And I'm like, it could have been anybody. He has that caller ID. It's not like it popped up like, oh, the station. You know, uh, or I mean, maybe he th- he knows that, you know, obviously Stash the chief knows his son was involved, correct? So he knows that obviously Stash was involved also, but he's protecting his son. I don't think that's his, I don't think Stash is his son. He's related or something because he's in that family photo on the wall. I just think he's putting himself in there because he just, he just, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he just, maybe it's a photo bomb. Maybe it is a photo. Maybe it is. He was in the front of the photo. That could be a very elaborate. Yeah, this is the 80s. So maybe, you know, photo bombs in the 80s was you stand in front of the photo. Yeah. So Harry was, he went back to the fish market. Is that where he got ambushed? Yes. By, by, the, well, uh, by the pier, uh, by the fish market. Dude, that scene, that's the first time you ever see, well, he gets his ass kicked in the first movie really bad, but. But he, yeah, well, he, he, he throws a couple punches. I mean, he does, he does hang in there for a while. I mean, it's three guys. But did you expect him to get it, like kicked and punched so much that the bottom, the bottom of the fence to the pier goes out and he falls into the ocean? And it was pretty high up. It wasn't like a small little fall. Like he was pretty high up. I, I just love the sound of every punch. Yeah. Like you hear, like it was like an old Batman Robin, uh, you know, show. It was like you hear pow, pow, like every punch. Yeah. Now that was, and then the cool reveal. So after that, you're like, holy shit, what is happening? What's going to happen to him? And then yep. again 
Cut to Jennifer's at a house. It's one of the rapists. It's one of the guys that look kind of younger in that flashback scene. And he's in a wheelchair. And then we see it's the chief's son. So Jennifer has the gun on him and he apologizes. He goes, all those years later, I shouldn't have covered up the way I, you know, the way I want to, you know, I should have just let everyone take the rap. And then the other guys start, then the other guys back, you know, come in pencil stashed in the fisherman. And you're like, Holy shit, dude. I, I had no idea what I haven't seen this movie in years. So I was like, what's going to happen right now? What if, okay. So first of all, Je- uh, he, the, the chief does a lot of confessing in this point. Like he doesn't oh, have yeah. to say, he doesn't have to say any of that stuff. I mean, he's saying this all to her, but what if he called stash to come there? Ooh, then I mean, stash double crossed him because stash wasted him in no time. And I love the one, the one fisherman. He was like, I wish they had names. I just keep on calling fishermen. <laughs> but the fisherman goes, the tall guy, the tall one, he goes, Hey man, I didn't think we were going to waste the chief. It's like, who gets a plan together like that? It's like, all right, man, so we're going to go to the house. We're going to kill the chief. And then we're going to do this. Well, you don't think he would have said your father? Oh, maybe. See, Uh, I I think he was, I think they were corrupt. And I bet you the chief called them to come there. But then as he was confessing and then he realized, you know what, maybe I shouldn't have done that. And that's why he pulled a gun on them. I think the chief was being corrupt. That's why he didn't want Harry there the whole time. I think the chief is, is in cahoots with those guys with stash. You know what? That's a pretty good theory. I wish they would have shown the phone call or mentioned it, but no, that would have been good. Right. If they mentioned something like that. Like he was the one that called like, Hey, she's here or something like maybe right. from like a back room, but no, then right, he right. Was shot. And then it just pissed me off that I found out. And then Harry finds out he get he gets out of the water. He goes to the, he goes to his hotel room. He finds a dead Horace and then he's pissed off anyway. And then Meathead is limping. And dude, I would not mess with him now. <laughs> not at all. So he only uses that gun for special occasions? It's a special occasion gun, yeah. And it's not really hidden. Like it was just like right in a drawer. I know. Why would okay. the guys have taken it, right? <laughs> like the bad guys were in his room. They should have taken like every weapon he has, especially after they, you know, kn- knew they were going to try to ambush him and kill him. So that was kind of. That made no sense. Let me ask you this also, then. I don't have any cops in my family, but don't all cops have like the same gun? Right? They like, do. I mean, no, they so, are you allowed, so you're allowed to use whatever gun you want? Because I mean, no. I don't see any. <laughs> no, they're not. You're not allowed to be Tackleberry and have your own special gun. No. Well, Harry has his own gun. That's what I mean. Like, Tackleberry, Harry. Yeah. That's, yeah. Not, that's not real life. That's not. Okay. All right. No. I didn't know. <laughs> so so the twisted thing about pencil stash he wants to take jennifer back to the same exact place and rape her again and again the fisherman guys are totally into this and like they aren't a part of orig- the original thing that happened so it made no sense no sense at all and and first of all how disturbing is that you know they want to recreate the memory that she the horrible memory that she had you know years ago that she's doing it again but I give her a lot of credit. Now you see these guys all getting beat up and like they're all, she takes punches from, I mean, first of all, so brutal. I mean, oh, like, I, I mean, really like they really kick the crap out of her and she doesn't say a word. Like she keeps coming up and she keeps fighting. Like she has so much, you know, uh, anger. I mean, I, I give her a lot of credit. She did a good job of this part. I mean, she really hung in there as, as strong as she could. Yeah. And then when she hits the, so she fights back and, she hits pencil stash and the fisherman guys, I think they have like 
a moment of like, hey, we shouldn't be doing this because they let her run away. Yeah. Gets into the carousel. She turns it on. And that was a pretty cool looking scene, like the way like the running around on the carousel and the way it was kind of busy, the way the camera was moving. It was pretty cool. Is is it that easy just to turn a carousel on? Just like a one switch? Well, she has the keys to it. So I guess it is, but okay. No, yeah, maybe maybe she planned it out. She's like, "You ever get chased by my former?" <laughs> and and w- would you stay on the carousel as long as she did? No, I like she went around a few times. Like when you were like, I would use it as a distraction. Like, all right, turn it on, you know, maybe, and then you run off while I think you're still on there. Yeah, like run off on the other side. And now I know they should have done that. But no, <laughs> but she got off. She gets through the glass. She then she gets caught. And dude. Such a cool scene, man. When they're standing there and I don't know where Harry just appears. <laughs> he's just a big shadow. Far away, you have the music playing, and he this he just looks total badass. Like yeah. he just he, he looks like you know, like like a, a Rambo and a just like just such a like like no fear at this point. He's like angry and he's just ready to go. Like I love Rambo movies and I love uh, like all the Arnold movies like Commando and all those ones yeah. and they kill people. But I th- the reason I like have this like soft spot for these movies is because not saying obviously we know that it's not real cops not going to be like this, but just some of the shit that this guy does. Like in this scene when he walks down and the two fishermen guys they hide behind signs and dude he the tall fisherman guy says holy shit when he pulls the gun out <laughs> harry shoots him first that guy flies back then the guy hiding me on the side dude that shot it was only like a yeah. second but dude the 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 effects on the his head his temple getting blown out was so cool well first of all they totally leave stash all alone like yeah. you, you so when they go hide you could see them like slowly creeping away like like as if stash can't see them because he's behind them and then somehow Harry shoots them, but he can't see them. I know. How, does he, how does he have a direct shot in the head? You know, and you know what, what I was, as I was watching this movie, what I'm thinking and why it is so good is because, you know, you see these movies today, especially cop movies, they all could do like John Wick and Jason Bourne, like the fighting, you know, they all know karate and like, he doesn't know any of that. He just, you know, he's got the gun. He's a cop. He's a, it's all about his gun. And his fight and his fight scenes, he like barely wins. They're they're like bar fights. Yeah, you know, you know, like they're not like you know, he's not doing anything. You know, flips or he's not anything special. He's doing bar fights. He's scrapping. Is all it is. So that's why it, you know you watch a movie like this. It's very cool. You know, because it's like not that it's realistic, but it's more realistic as a cop movie than most cop movies. Totally, totally agree. So then this dude, the for, again, like these movies, they have the main bad guy, which you really, I guess, didn't know he was the main bad guy. Until like, I don't know, maybe like 30 minutes left in the movie. So you didn't know who was going to be the last one left. The first time we saw him was, you know, when he's with uh, Lisa London and he's being really creepy with her. But dude, when, so he takes, he takes Sandra Locke, Jennifer, takes her up to the roller coaster and they're standing on the top. I was like, so many things can happen right now, but I was not expecting what what happened and the way it ended no you know i i i'm, I'm thinking a couple of things one i thought maybe he was gonna try to throw her over because he's, he's all the way up there yeah first of all why was he even dragging her around he should have just ran out of there like i, I mean know. like you know, like it was like dead weight for him you know 
Plus, what she did at the end, she could have done a lot sooner. So like, I was waiting for her to do that while they're standing on the on the I know. on the boardwalk. But it, it was yeah, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, and he says, "Come on, make my day, Clinius uh, uh, Harry." And then and then he says, "That's who says that's not a bad idea, is it?" Does Harry say that or the other guy? I feel like the no, the other guy said it. Oh, he does. Yeah, yeah. which is like fucking yeah. crazy. Obviously, Harry has this gun that you just saw blew your two henchmen away, and you're just standing so vulnerable. The bad guy doesn't know what Harry's you know good day is. <laughs> that is true. Oh, he doesn't know that that's what his good day. That's true. Yeah, it, it could it could be like, hey, let's go on the roller coaster. Let's you know, let's let's go on some of these rides. You know, you don't, he doesn't know. There should be a deleted scene of that. It says, go ahead, make my day. Or come on, make my day. And the guy goes, okay, fine. And then they like cut to like. And, and a montage. <laughs> no, they got like a montage of them like on all the rides. Yes. Shooting. <laughs> and then at the very end, they're shooting like the, in the, into the clown's mouth. The balloon pops. They're sharing <laughs> cotton candy. No, but when he shoots him and he fucking swan dives off and he falls yep. through the glass ceiling. Dude, when he's impaled by that unicorn. I started clapping and I was like, dude, this is, um, it was so cool because they showed, they zoomed in on that unicorn yep. randomly uh, in the scene before. Yep. And you know what? He didn't have to like die that way. I mean, like falling off the roller coaster would have been enough, but to be impaled like that was like sick. So then the end of the scene, the cops, you know, are there ton of people, ton of lights. And then Jennifer is like, okay, so you're going to arrest me. Yeah, this is the end of the road. And he doesn't even like say, so doesn't she keep interrupting him? Like he's trying to say something. She might be more angry than him in this she's movie. pretty angry, yeah. Yeah, she is. But, but, you know, at least she has a reason to be angry. He really doesn't. You know, I mean, I don't know his backstory. I don't know if anyone in his life died or anything. You know, who knows? But yes, she's like keeps interrupting him. And then the cop, uh, I guess, comes over with the gun that they found. I yes. guess that Stash had her gun. Yes. Okay. And he says, you know, check the ballistics on that. And you'll find that that's the same gun that shot everybody else. Okay. Aren't her, her fingerprints all over that gun? Well, he probably wipes him real quick. I'm sure he could do that. Who did? Harry. He didn't have the gun. They, they took it off the, the stashes. They found it on stash. No, but he put it on that. Again, the cops weren't there in two minutes. So he probably had time to go like check out the body. They didn't show that scene because it didn't have the it wouldn't have the same impact. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. She didn't. She, he didn't take her gun. Yeah, but then she, she wouldn't have. If if he's wiping off her prints, then she already had her answer. But she, she he probably didn't do it like blatantly. Maybe he walked in, check on the body real quick, and then maybe when he came out, the cops showed up. But she was like so pissed. Give, give didn't give him a chance. And look, he saved it mm. up. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think? He just had her gun? No, the other cop grabbed it off the dead guy. I know, but you're saying that Harry basically did her a favor, but really didn't because she's going to get busted anyway. He's been doing this a long time. He knows about fingerprints. Yeah, but he's also called Dirty Harry, and he's a little reckless. So, you know, that could have been a little mistake that fell through, uh, you know, a little loophole there. Not for good people. He cares about – he has multiple <laughs> partners. He was pissed about Horace. He was pissed about his dog. And has- wait, you could tell. Wait, hold on. You could tell he was pissed because he had the same expression when he found Horace that he did when he got his coffee. His his lip was curled up a, a half a centimeter. <laughs> so no, and then that's the end of the movie. They boom and fade away helicopter. You see like that far shot of the the side of the pier. But man, 
That was an awesome movie. So what was your, how'd you like your first foray into the Dirty Harry franchise? No, you know, it's, it's, you know, listen, it's an old movie. Obviously it's about what, 30 years old, 30, 40 years old, whatever. Seven years old. Yeah. 30. Okay. So, uh, you know, it's slightly dated, but at the same time, you know, it moves, you know, it moves. The the one-liners are are great in the movie. I would definitely probably want to see the other movies now. I would totally recommend it. Even if you've never seen it, just Clint Eastwood's awesome. You know, and, you know, he doesn't make a bad movie either, you know, so I would want to see that maybe even the next one, which I think is what Deadpool or something. Deadpool, Isn't there yeah. like Deadpool? That was that his last one. That was the last one of the Dirty Harry. But yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was good. I mean, it was very good. I think, you know, they had, a, you know, a lot of the shots. I think Sandra Locke did a great job. You can see that, you know, how angry she, the whole movie, her, her revenge factor, you know, it was it was a it was very entertaining. It, it didn't seem like two hours. It was a two hour movie. It did not seem yeah. like two hours at all. I agree with you hundred percent. I would say to me, it's not dated because I'm not saying you don't love older movies, yeah. but for me, that movie, like you said, perfect. It moves. If two hours didn't feel like two hours, there's a lot of movies that I love, but there's really slow parts of like some Stallone movies and some like Arnold movies that I'd love or even Seagal movies where there's like 20 minutes of like, ah, this movie, every time you cut to him, he was either, you know, getting shot at or he was shooting at somebody or she was shooting someone like the other character in this movie was a vigilante. So there was always action throughout it. Now, definitely hundred percent recommend this and watch all of them because they're really cool. So that's, was sudden impact now the next movie we're covering is the perfect bridge to it we kind of mentioned it a few times little teasers it's going to be death wish three which is the third installment of amazing franchise starring charles bronson so i was out to eat i texted jamie because the night before i was watching death wish three and i said man we have to do this movie because the first two movies are nothing like the third one the third one is on steroids crack cocaine any drug, it's so hyper, so insane. And Jamie got me one of the characters that was a villain that is part of a huge turning point in the movie. And he pay, plays the giggler. It's Kirk Taylor. This guy, so many hits. He was in Full Metal Jacket. He was in The Last Dragon. He was in School Days with Spike Lee movie. So you're going to love him. That'll be next week. And Jamie, have you ever seen Death Wish? Another series I have not seen. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. I've seen this movie so many times. You know, I I guess because they kind of came out when I was, you know, young, younger. So, like, at that point, you know, my father already seen it a few times and we moved over. And I just, you know, I remember my mom loving the movies because she loves Charles Bronson. Um, Just never, never sat down and watched them. So, this will be my first time watching A Death Wish also. Ah, dude, they're the best. So, yeah, so that's it. Don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast. Make sure you tell your friends. We got a lot of exciting stuff coming up, some old episodes that you could check out on our website, sequelsonly.com. And don't forget to follow us on all social media at sequelsonly. Good night. Good night. Good night.